Hello, and welcome to Ecology and Me, a citizen scientist podcast for curious humans. I'm Kate Douglas, curious human, and today we're talking about squirrels. As someone who lived in New York for about a decade, I got used to ignoring squirrels. I only saw the swishes of their bushy tails out of the corner of my eye in parks, and I didn't really pay attention to them unless they ran across my bike path and caused me to swerve chaotically to avoid them. But this summer, I began seeing extraordinary photos of squirrels posted by writer and performer David Kale. His photos are so close up. I mean, he's right in these squirrels' faces, and dare I say, the squirrels look pretty cute. And just like a rom-com character who didn't realize she was in love with her best friend all along, I began to look at squirrels with fresh eyes. Who are you, my bushy-tailed friends? What mysteries do you have to reveal to us? Where do you hide your acorns? I sat down with David Kale to discuss the secret lives of squirrels in more detail. Well, I didn't have any connection to squirrels till the pandemic. I, it was around early April, I walked in the park and this squirrel came running up to me, completely not prompted by anything. And I, it was just curious. And I took some photos on my phone of the squirrel. And the next day I thought, to get some air and to get some sunlight, leave the apartment and walk to the park. And you have all these almonds in the apartment and various nuts. See if you can feed the squirrels. And this same squirrel came out again and, and took food from my hand. That squirrel was an eastern gray squirrel, the most common type of squirrel in New York City. Fun fact, not all eastern grays are gray. Some are black or brown rust colored. The eastern gray is just one of about 278 known squirrel species. What? They are found on every continent except for Antarctica and Australia, presumably because they cannot find winter jackets or swimsuits in their size. So I kept going back there and I, uh, every day, basically. And then I started taking photos of the squirrels and naming them and then creating little stories around them, which sort of peaked with this insane notion that I put on Facebook that I was going to do an all squirrel production of West Side Story. Maria, I just met a girl named Maria. And it was this light thing and this kind of that was intended to somewhat counteract the horrors that were going on, both with the pandemic and with the climate politically and socially and what have you. And suddenly this little light, quirky squirrel posts and every day people were checking in. They were really invested. And like if one friend of mine said, I can't believe I'm worried about, I live in Italy and I'm worried about a squirrel in New York City. Have you ever wondered how many squirrels live in Central Park in New York City? Well, thanks to a 2019 squirrel census conducted by over 300 volunteers, the first of its kind, we have an answer. 2,373 squirrels. Meanwhile, no one seems to know for sure how many rats live in New York City. In 2014, statistician Jonathan Auerbach estimated the population to be about 2 million rats. Whoa. Have I told you the story about when I woke up with a rat in my hair? No? Okay, I'll save it for another episode. The first squirrel that I encountered, I named Lucille. And Lucille got incredibly tame and would come if I called Lucille 
I knew where she lived. She would come out at 6.30 in the morning. She would come out of her hole in the tree. She'd come down. And there's another squirrel now that I named Max. And I've got video of Max, of yelling Max, and Max going like this. It's hilarious. So it, be, it just became more and more of a thing on social media. And also then I started feeling a, re- a real responsibility towards them. David has been able to do some pretty incredible on-the-ground observation about squirrels' habits and daily lives. Already an avid bird watcher, David pays particular attention to the relationship between squirrels and birds of prey. The squirrels are weird with birds of prey because they'll, it's almost like they're taunting them. They'll go up on branches really near a hawk. And, I, and somebody told me that the thing about it is that they know that the hawk can't get them. The hawk can get them if they're on the ground and the hawk is in the air. But when they're actually on branches, the hawk just can't do it. But it's not just hawks that squirrels have to worry about. They're a little bit afraid of pigeons. Only when they're feeding. Pigeons are much more aggressive than squirrels. And they're also faster. In terms of feeding, squirrels apparently have a very good sense of smell and very good eyesight. I, I don't know about this because you could, I'll put a, a nut next to a squirrel and I'm pointing to the nut and the squirrel's like, where, uh, where is it? Whereas the pigeons see it immediately. So the pigeons are quicker to pick up where the nut is. Okay, let's settle this once and for all. In this corner, squirrels. According to a 2006 paper from NeuroSci, squirrels have good daylight eyesight. Their visual brain areas are larger and more developed than other rodents. Squirrels can also see color. They can distinguish between yellows and blues, but not red and greens. They're also able to see what's above and beside them without moving their head, thanks to peripheral vision. Not bad at all, squirrels. And in this corner... Pigeons! So apparently pigeons have amazing eyesight. Pigeons can see ultraviolet light, a kind of radiation not visible to the human eye or the rodent eye as far as I could tell. They also have eyes on the side of their head, which gives them a field of vision of 340 degrees. That's almost all the way around their head. Kind of like the exorcist, not really like the exorcist. Not to mention pigeons can process visual information three times faster than a human. So when you see a pigeon fearlessly flying towards a moving car and then ducking away at the last second, that's because the car seems to be going much slower to them. Honestly, pigeons would make great action film stars. So in conclusion, David's observations really stand up to science here. Pigeons do seem to have some kind of an edge. But let's get back to squirrels. What's up with those swishy, bushy tails of theirs? Well, they use them for balance. And they communicate sometimes with the, they, like the tails start shaking. But they also do this thing. They use their tails as umbrellas sometimes. So they'll wrap their tails over their heads. It's really hilarious to see. I did a little more tail research and found some more amazing facts. A squirrel can regulate its body temperature by controlling blood flow to and from its tail. Some squirrels even heat up their tails and then wave them around to intimidate snakes that sense heat. Whoa. Okay, so what's up with squirrels burying nuts? Literally, I'll, stay, I'll stand there for half an hour just handing out nuts that they bury, and then they come back and get another one. It's like a whole, it's, it's insane. 
It's really insane. And they don't, they, they bury nuts so other squirrels won't see the nuts. So I didn't believe this when David told me, but apparently it's true. Squirrels actively work to deceive thieves when they know they're being watched. So they'll do things like pretend to hide nuts and bury them while keeping the nut in their mouth the whole time. It's called deceptive caching. And honestly, it's the same thing I do when I try to hide cookies from my boyfriend. So I get it. You've got to know how to read the room with the squirrels because some of them, they're very tame with me, but some of them will, they'll, if they jump on your hand or your fingers, their claws are so sharp, they're like little razor blades, they, so you can get scratched very easily. But some of them are so delicate, I met, and most of them will put their paws on me and they never, I, I never get scratched. But one time I got bitten. It's a squirrel I, I know. It's, a, it's a kind of a rambunctious squirrel that I named Dennis. And it was completely to get my attention. But I was crouching on the ground with about a dozen squirrels. And I was looking to my left. And then suddenly the squirrel bit my right hand. And I, I looked over and the squirrel was just sitting there like, like, what about me? Because I wasn't feeding this squirrel. I mean, I'm the same way. I also bite people to get attention. This is hitting very close to home. There's also a, a, a kind of, because I see a lot of them are young ones, but the, the only 20% of squirrels get beyond one year. That's, that was a fact that I found out. And in fact, one survey I just read said that they felt it was more accurate to say it was 15%. Now, I haven't found any recent studies on this, but it looks like David is right here. Mortality among gray squirrels is very high the first year due to starvation, predators, fungal diseases, and humans. There's a woman in the park who's very knowledgeable, and she feeds them coconut because coconut clears fungal infections in squirrels. Oh, goodness. I love this human squirrel community. <laughs> the squirrel community is very varied. There's one kid, I could love him. He's a real oddball, says the oddball. Um, <laughs> no, but he, he'll come and he just throws peanuts in their shells. He scatters them and then he walks away. And there's this one guy, he looks so macho. I don't see him often, but he talks in a, he talks to them in a very high voice. He kind of shrieks at them like, good job, good job, when they take a nut. He talks to them like they're little children. But, but then there's no loyalty with the squirrels because then you'll see like Lucille running off. Lucille really likes whole walnuts in their shells. And I don't usually bring those in, but if Lucille, Seal sees one of those. You've lost her. Speaking to David, I was reminded how important it is to slow down and observe. You can develop real skills. David is now able to identify squirrel individuals despite their changing colors. Oh, yes. Squirrels can change colors when they shed their hair or molt twice a year. I'd be much more attuned to nature as well in the last year. So I think I am noticing noticing more and i think it's which is probably good for writing i mean, it, it, is, it has to be it, you, you can educate your, your eyes and why you do get sharper the more you look at 
the more you start seeing more. Thank you for listening in. I'm Kate Douglas. Keep asking questions. This episode was recorded, mixed, and produced by me. Theme song is by the amazing Matthew Dean Marsh. Follow us on social at Ecology and Me. And be sure to check us out on patreon.com for bonus content and more. 